Welcome to PS Exhibitions Podcast, a curatorial project by your host, me, Erica. Welcome to today's episode. I am pleased to be joined by the wonderful photographer Kuhn. His work is featured in the current exhibition, Flash Reality Through Light. Hi, how are you doing? Hi, I'm good. Nice to be here. Great. Thank you for joining me. So um, I have known you for several years now, and I have seen your work progress through multiple mediums and through multiple life's journeys, I think. But photography has always been a staple in your work. And I'm so excited to have several of your er, photographs in um, the exhibition. So thank you. Uh, can you please quickly describe a little bit about your background? All right, so background. Um, I am from Burma slash Myanmar, which is the country in Southeast Asia. And that's um, basically where I'm born raised until I moved to America for for college and I think the relevant background um, to this exhibition of me you know as a photographer would be <clears throat> the fact that um, in 20 like it's a little touches a little bit on the country's history as well um, mm-hmm. which I want to go back to 20. 20, one second, 20, when was that? Around 20, um, 2012, like 2013. That was when the country previously transitioned from a military dictatorship to a more, more freer society, even though it's not completely free. But during that period, um, that was some um, many scholars call it a transitional period where there were lots of reforms going on both legally and culturally as well mm-hmm. and the part i want to touch upon is the culture part where um before during you know uh dictatorship freedom of expression was virtually non-existent um if you are loud or you know being politically active you have been shut down like in terms of being censored or in terms of being you know arrested with that transition right. going on during those that period that I mentioned um, there are a lot of changes that I felt for sure as a teenager of what's going on in the country but one thing that I was drawn to is how people People were when I say people, well, yeah, generally people were more daring to be loud because um, 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 because like you know things have you know, people are more uh, there's more freedom of speech, if you will, both legally and also just culturally, um, and so right. there was this movement, if you will, of these artists where they. they I'll just speak to the filmmakers. Um, that's where that's where that's um, where many filmmakers, mostly documentary filmmakers, start to tell stories. 
also because there was like you know, a lot of changes going on in the country politically, socially, culturally. So there was a lot of stories to tell, basically. Um, and it was that was where I was, I would say, artistically inspired to to document um, just things going on in the country. And for me, it started both as um, both, both as a filmmaker and a photographer, or a student of you know filmmaking slash photography, if you will. Um, right. Um, at the same time, so that's like how you know, I guess the cultural you came slash, to be. Yeah, background. How I was literally growing up too. Um, you know, that was right before I was I moved to the states. For college. Do you think that um, photography almost became an act of of defiance for you in a way that your ability to photograph um, yeah, was so for me, not even? I think protest. Yeah, yeah um, go I'm ahead. sure. So, so because, like I said, I was when that transition was going on, I was literally coming to age and. And bef- bef- like during the dictatorship um, period, um, I was not pretty active because I was young and just you know in school. So right. I did not go through you know a time where I could not. Uh, I, I didn't. I didn't go through that. Right, I was right. too young. I'm sure like like there are photographers who just. Um, uh, who who probably were empowered, you know, by the change, whether it's politically, uh, socially, and culturally. Whereas I came in literally, I guess I was like lucky or fortunate that when I started to do photography and filmmaking, it was literally like the time for it to start doing it. Because if I started earlier, yeah. I don't think it would have been possible. It would not have been safe. But to answer your question, it did not have that effect on me. But, but, but I would say right now of how the situation has changed in the country, of where there's, um, you know, the country's going back to Orwellian like censorship and um, oppression of speech. Um, mm-hmm. It definitely is a privilege, I would say, because I still have that, because I'm in America. So, right. the ability to just take yeah. photographs if you want, and so, yeah, tell uh, ability to tell the truth, uh, if you will, visually. Let's fast forward a little bit to when you came yeah. to the United States. Um, how did your interest in photography and filmmaking grow or evolve when you were a student in college? Okay, um, so, so I would say it grows in different aspects. So I took many photography jobs on campus just because I needed, you know, a part-time job to um, support myself. Yeah. yeah, so with those jobs, doing a lot, like literally I had to do, um, take a lot of pictures. So... It did give me some practice, but I would say it just, it gave me, you know, the practice of being familiar with doing photography 
um, and in a more you know prof- like professional setting, mm-hmm. uh, and with and not not with the and also you know with the purpose of you know marketing all of this right probably allow me to you know grow somehow in photography but i would not say that would that's where my you know artistic growth if you will um happens um yeah where it happens yeah um, um so yeah I've... there's that yeah yeah didn't we take the same history yeah, of photography yeah, I would say that class really informed um, my photography more than the experience of me, you know, doing that's interesting photography jobs for you know for other people, you know, right? Whatever that's working, interesting. Whatever they for me, um, like I'm, I am from the more historical background, so like actually taking photographs and actually being in the dark room and actually picking up a pencil and drawing something, I think was a lot more informative for the historical side, I think. But you're like the reverse, which makes sense. Um, It makes sense a lot, but it's interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, the jobs that I did in college or just um, like general freelance jobs that I would take, like whether it's wedding or, you know, documenting an event or portrait photography like you can do all those and still be good when i say good as in just you know produce photos that people will like right without, consistently yeah. With, yeah without any of the history of photography or, or without any of the right uh knowledge on like photography as an art or 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 or, as like know, a storytelling yeah. aspect yeah, yeah. exactly so you know yeah you know without understanding photography in the context of art history in the context of social change in the context of you know, technology whatever like um you know context you want to see photography through um you can still just be a good when i say good I mean literally like, like technical, just, like a yeah, technical, yeah. In this day and age, without yeah, yeah, without, right, without any of that knowledge or um, yeah, like say, even yes, yeah. I don't even know if you like. I mean, obviously, if you want to like make any legitimate money from from photography, you have to be a good technical photographer. But yeah. just to be a photographer, you don't even need to be like technical anymore in some ways, which is really like disgusting. Like, you know, you can just edit your yeah, photograph yeah. on your phone and you know, you don't know what exposure means, but like as long as the photograph looks good, you get it, you know, which is very different. Yeah. Yeah. I know many people, I've heard many people, mostly, you know, photographers who are like uh, yeah, photographers who use like, like photographers who doesn't like using phones, like they would be critical of like just how photography nowadays is very, demo- you know, yeah, democratized where mm-hmm. anybody with a phone can be a photographer. Um, right. But I still think that there's something there's this one aspect of photography, the human aspect, that cannot be... Oh, 100%. Um, 
replaced or mediated or helped by you know technology or or technical um, aspect photography because yes. again yeah yeah um, and I think there's an element where the photographer you know you know um, plays a role with his or her like intention perspective um, and why he's taking why he or she's taking that or that photo and the way that it's arranged and the way it's been shown and told the story's been told so there's that aspect that's just going to be on the photographer himself or herself solely. Right. Yeah. And I think photojournalism as like its own separate identity within photography is still kind of like the only real niche that is still doing that, that is still solely about a narrative and solely about like this tech well this and technique so this like very technical narrative and that's what photojournalism i think is still really like about um yeah which is luckily the theme of the show so and i think looking at your photographs there's this balance between this whimsicalness and this very seriousness um, and that's a theme, like, I think I tried to, uh, really drive home in the show is that I didn't want the show solely about really depressing or, um, defiant moments in our lives, but I, yeah, it needs to be a balance. That's what life is. And I keep going back to this idea that of like a breath. Like I wanted to take, I wanted it to feel like you took a breath and you're like pulling these moments one by one out of, out of your head. That was like my thought process of the show. And I think your photographs are really providing this like whimsical quality, um, which I really love. But at the same time, like I said, they're, they're being balanced by this very seriousness. So you have these photographs of yours um i'm looking at lovers in marriage and lovers in holland and you really just have like this whole lovers um category as well and then you have these really beautiful moments of this like little girl um wheeling her stroller with her baby doll and then on the flip side you have photographs from palestine photographs from gaza photographs from myanmar so there's this balance. And I guess as a photographer, how do you approach both of these types of moments in your photo, photo, photographs? Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, so uh, it makes sense. Well, first of all, I will say I never really thought that much about my photography and why I do it and how I do it. Mm -hmm. I don't think I mean this would be the moment where I actually start to think you know oh, you're okay. thinking about uh, it yeah I'm thinking <laughs> about it right now um maybe like I thought a little bit about it before but but the first thought that came up to me when I read that question was um um so yeah there's like you said there's a whimsical first of all I didn't even notice <laughs> that, that there's a whimsical that there's 
years. I, mean, no, that makes sense. I think I it is like uh, whimsical, uh, right? Yeah. No, it is. It makes sense. I just never even think of that word when I, you know, when I think about my, you know, photos and stuff. Um, but the whimsical and the serious, it, when I look at that, it also makes sense to me personally because I'm someone who just generally can be funny, but also can be serious. Um, either at the same time or at different moments. So I think the easy answer is that's just fix how I am as a person. Yeah. So, and you know, like just how, how that translates into my photography. But I also guess. you're able to like take a, yeah. I keep going back to this idea of like taking a breath and like, I love this photograph of this little child, like holding up these like, bubbles and they're just like surrounded by this like cloud of bubbles yeah and this like crowd of people around them taking photographs yeah um i i just i think i described this to you once before you're really kind of like one of those like 19th century romanticism poetic gentlemen like that's you but in photography form set in 2022 <laughs> yeah Okay. Like there's no such such other people doing such things right now. <laughs> well, I guess, but I mean there are, but it's not no. I don't know. I what I find so fascinating is you're just like I don't I'm I maybe because you're just like you don't necessarily know you're doing it. And I feel like a lot of people they know yeah. they're trying to balance it. And maybe that's why it comes across almost as forced at times is that they're trying to make too much of an effort and you're just like seamlessly doing this. Yeah. Which is remarkable. Um, yeah, I can, I can, I can answer how I approach, like literally how I approach these photos is, yeah. it's pretty straightforward. Like, like if you look at my photos, like the more, at least in this exhibition, the more serious ones are from, you know, Palestine, right? And then where's the more right. if you will are are the photos I took when I was in um, Berlin and traveling around Europe. So the environment kind of already sets the tone for me. You know, right. Going to Palestine, I mean, like knowing what's going on there, um I am automatically just drawn to um, you, know, you know, the people and what they're going through or, or, you know, any, anything that I saw that tells a story about Palestine of its mm -hmm. people, um, in a way that's not, you know, with, without a political agenda, if you will. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. There is no, uh, yeah. Yeah, there is no real political agenda in yeah. in your photographs. But I still, yeah, I'm still drawn to, you know, like, like, the, um, drawn to, you know, just the serious, the somber, um, because that's what mm -hmm. I, that's what I feel when I was there. So, right. I just, you know, how I felt inform how I see things and the 
you know, decisions that I make in taking photographs. So, I, yeah, I think that kind of explains that. And, you know, similarly with, yeah. with, the, with the photos that are whimsical, like you mentioned, those. Um, um, yeah, I was in Berlin. I was just trying to explore things and look more relaxed, if you will. You know, just because of the environment. Yeah. Uh, and just, just, yeah, just what's going on there. Just, I mean, yeah, you just, you just will just see more happy things going on in peaceful countries. Whereas, right. you know, if you go to conflicted areas, you're just going to see more of, um, yeah, more of just, uh, you know, people suffering, people trying to get by, all that stuff. So the environment right. and how I feel going to those environments or how I feel literally being in those environments, I think definitely just inform how I approach, you know, yeah. photography in those places um and i would say oh. environment has uh has played a central yeah let's play a very what's the word yeah central major role in how i approach photography i think thinking about this a, like this this like environment that you have to be like fully yeah. immersed in it's like very anthropological almost how do you interact with the people you're you're photographing because i feel like a lot of times photographers are like uh don't talk to them at all i just snap pictures and then other times they're like no 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 i try to build up this relationship so what's what's your process uh my process varies um so i mean yeah with street photography um and some of photojournalism i usually just don't talk to the people that i'm photographing mm -hmm. just because i didn't want to talk to them the moment. <laughs> <laughs> anxiety i guess and just you know social anxiety towards strangers but also oh actually no not 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 that actually i take it back i was more the reason why i don't want i guess one of the reasons why i don't tend not to talk to people is because I don't want um, to face um, like, like criticism. Uh, yeah, yeah, criticisms or because people usually are not comfortable or don't like their photographs being taken. I totally respect right. that. But also I yeah. am playing under the rule that, you know, it's a public space. You can you are free to take pictures. And right. And and because I have a reason for me, I mean, from my, my perspective, mm -hmm. I have I take street photography. I don't, I, you know, I don't. I'm not just out there taking pictures of, you know, people randomly, just because I want, you know, their pictures. Um, they're only yeah. going to be in my picture, you know, because they have a good reason to, you know, because of what they're doing or the way they're, they're you know, they're just um, existing. Um, in in and on the streets or, or you know or if they just you know really help me with my framing like they 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 they're like take pictures of them that's true uh, for with a with a reason um i guess with with art as the excuse um and yeah. usually don't talk to them because i just don't want to face any criticism <laughs> 
Yeah, I think you have. Uh, I was, yeah, that's pretty much it. I, mean, I don't think the answer yeah. really practical. <laughs> <laughs> but like I you're, do. You're, okay, but this is the other aspect of photojournalism um, that I like to. The, the, my other approach to photojournalism is when, if I were to be closely documenting a group of people um, <laughs> or a person about his or her life, daily life, whatever, um, I would definitely place building a relationship with them like as the first priority and i'm also just serious about it i'm not just doing it just so i can t get good pictures i'm also really respecting yeah, the fact that that's... allow me to have access to you know their life what they're doing so that's where i would say the relationship part means like equally important to me than the photography i would say okay yeah i see it so yes, I like to. I, so no, I don't like talking to people, but to stranger. But also, I like to develop relationship with, uh, like, like you know, actual relationships with the subjects that I'm covering. Right for like a more complex project. Yeah, yeah. going back yeah. to like an anthropological like idea, I think, yeah, as opposed definitely. to like one-off yeah. situations. Yeah, and it's also for 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 with a with a artistic you know purpose as well. Where when you know your subjects better, you just are able to you capture to them. It. Yeah, better, you know. So, no, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's what. Who is this photographer who said that? If you're not close to your subject, you're not close enough. Um, I don't know if it's Rob or Kappa or whoever, but like people think, some people think that it's, you know, that he meant it's like, you know, literally being close, but I take it as, you know, being close to your subjects emotionally or, uh, right. yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah, I think even like think of that whole generation of photographers, a lot of them like came, came out of war photography during two as well. Yeah. So like that was a very heightened mentality. I assume not just for like your own personal being, but but for the whole industry as well. So like they were really ingrained. So that's yeah, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So what? When? What do you want people to understand or or even question when they're viewing your photographs? Here's here's one reason why. I think here's one reason why I don't ever even intentionally think about that is mm -hmm. because, well, first of all, I am open to just people having any interpretation they want of my work. Mm -hmm. And second, what I've noticed over the years when I show my works to friends is that they always have different responses. And oftentimes ones that I didn't even expect them to have or they would like see things in the photos that I didn't even see myself. Is it, do you think part of that is because professionally you are, I don't want to sound, say this as, as like a critique, but like you are much more of like a, a marketable photographer, right? Like you're not, you do both. Um, so the photographs I feel like you've done for many years are for a specific like business purpose in a way, oh, yeah, right? Sure. Am I wrong? No. Yeah. So do you think like that kind of like clouds <laughs> your, your understanding of your personal work? 
it might have unconsciously, but consciously, intentionally, I, it's very clear to me, um, and that, you know, how, how different they are to me. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, uh, quite easy for me to just separate them. Um, because so yes, on hand, I have like, you know, jobs, you know, where I take photos um for marketing you know for business purposes for for somebody else and so because of not not having to answer to anybody you know for accountability or you know because i'm paid for to, for doing that i it's just um easier for me to have more freedom so yeah. i would actually think about you know why i'm you know what what am i trying to explore why am i doing this what what am i uh you know um, like, you know, actually start thinking yeah. intently about um, the photos that I'm taking and also just put, you know, more, more, more effort into it to make it as, you know, as best as it could be without thinking about, you know, how am I, you know, with, because with jobs, you think about, you know, how much you're paid and then how much value you're producing and that you want it to be fair, right? Because yeah <laughs> you think about that when you're doing a job because you don't want to do too much because you're just they're just people like yeah if you do too much for then what you pay for people are just taking they're going to expect that every time yeah, yeah and, and they also yeah. just end up being taking advantage of your your hard abilities work. another thing that's very easy for me to separate is that i don't own the photos um that's true that, that I that I take for other people, whereas the personal projects, again, yes, I don't make money, but I own them. Um, you know, when mm-hmm. and if it's your intellectual gallery, property. Exactly, and also, um, yeah, and also, like, if they get into the gallery, it's gonna be with my name, and then so there's this, you know, ownership attached to it that makes me, yeah, own it, and by owning it, it makes me just put, you know. It really just changes how how I approach the work. Maybe it is just because we come from like this artistic community and and background that there's something inside of you that feels that your artistic and intellectual property is so much more valuable than than anything else. And your ability and desire to really keep that to yourself, to this purest and most raw and, and almost perfection level is yeah. is more important yeah so no, exactly. i i totally get that you know that's yeah. why I feel that those are those those i mean those are the kind those projects or photos are the reason why i get into photography at the very first place right like i don't wake right. up you know one day major yeah. and be like yeah i want to make money taking pictures for other people it's more right. like I want to take pictures that will speak to me and will speak to people and that will, you know, yeah, be something. And that's, or tell stories, whatever, you know, and that's how I got into it. But then, yeah, you know, right. You could, yeah, you could take like a hundred plus pictures in one time frame for, for different companies or whatever, but you take one for yourself and it comes out absolutely flawless. Uh, which might be rare, but it comes out absolutely flawless. And that's the one picture that keeps you going for, for months later, you know? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I get that. So what, I guess, 
what else is keeping you going besides that one absolutely amazing photograph you get every once in a while? But what are some of your other influences? Like I've been drawn to documenting people who are um, underprivileged or going through, you know, um, suffering or um, and what I've always wanted to do is to use photography to dignify them if you will to tell their story but also not in a way that's you know condescending or patronizing like i don't just want to produce like more trauma porn for people to consume but tell stories of people in a more dignified and if possible you know if i can achieve it empowering way for example such as um robert frank um who i think we learned in one of our history of photography class yeah he's pretty yeah i think he documented the coal miners and 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 i don't know who else but he did in a way where um i mean his style i'm drawn to just 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 purely his style i'm drawn to but also the fact that how photographers have used photography as a means to like empower or dignify um people who are suffering that's something that i have not done so and that's something that i would aspire to do at some point and like these these aspirations to 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 do something with photography that's more meaningful is i would say what kept me going you know i don't need to be taking pictures every day yeah i don't need to be cameras i don't be i don't need to be like you know testing new toys i literally just need stories and the time <laughs> you know right. for me to pick up a camera and do something with photography so yeah what can be going more think... of the, the impact i have with that medium i would say you know the, the potential you know because I, I don't think i have like um done anything as far as that yet when i think of robert frank i think of um he did it was a book um called the americans and he like basically toured the united states for two three years or something like that and and shot all these different um types of people all over the united states and and like all these different economic backgrounds and so you can see like the the socioeconomic discrepancies and and, um everything in the united states and, and like so much more but that's what i think when I think of Robert Frank and, and you're kind of right. I feel like a lot of advice that photographers give other prospering photographers is, is like you have to be outside taking photographs every single day. And I don't know if that's the case. You have to find the right moments that deserve to be photographed. And I think that's more challenging because if you're outside just taking photographs every single day, you are not necessarily deciphering what, is worthy to be photographed and what's not. Um, and I think that that's more challenging as like a storytelling aspect. Yeah. I'm sure there's some like benefits to just practicing, but like ultimately, yeah, like just simply taking like tens of photos per day with no clear or message yeah what's your what's your motive yeah just end up with a bunch of photos and then sure like you know you take a thousand photos and then like 10 of them would be 
super great and that's you know good for you but you know the right. answer, like what's the what's the you know question that you're trying to right what's your intention here intention yeah why why yeah. Are you spending all those hours on that other than you know right. trying to practice and make it better which still is a valid yeah. reason to do that but yeah yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And something that I used to do, which like, I still, I don't know, I, I would do this again, is that I would literally lock myself in a room. And I'd say, okay, I'm going to take a photograph or a roll of film at the time of this one object, or this one scene or whatever in the room I was in. And I did that. And I shot like all these different ways, all these different, like, viewpoints all this and that and i feel like that's much more of a critical way of challenging yourself as opposed to going outside and taking like thousands of photographs a day is that you need to sit yourself down into a particular situation and determine why that situation is important and how it needs to be photographed in order to capture your own intentions does that make sense no, it makes sense, and I, I would say this, like what we've been talking um, directly speaks to the question that you have that is approaching, the question about approaching 35mm film and digital photography, yeah. how, how, how you approach it differently, and the connection that I want to make is that, um, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, with 35mm film, and digital i am just more intentional when i do 35 millimeter film because you literally have a limited number of photos and um it forces you to think whereas um digital photography uh, makes you just take things for granted i would say in terms of you know at least you're virtually unlimited with the number of photos you can take. You are unlimited. Yeah, similar to just, you know, the more photos you take, the better you are, which can be true, but also, I mean, photography is not just fucking clicking buttons and pointing, you know, pointing, pointing on camera at something and clicking buttons. I mean, it is that, like, on a <laughs> literal sense, but what I would say is equally important is, like, what went into your mind, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. why are you doing this? Why this? Why not? Why that? Why not that? And then why you? Why him or her? And then how and you know what you know like the things that goes into the head like again informs when informs where the camera points to informs the angle it takes informs the moment it the fingers press the button you know and it literally informs you know uh where the photographer goes and stuff like that you know so yeah and from like idea. the viewer and from the viewer perspective, is that a really good photograph, you are able to be transported, you know, not physically, obviously, but like, yeah. you're, you should be able to be transported in this like mental abstract sense. To me, that's a good photograph. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, so 35 millimeter, I would say, because it makes you think it changes, it changes. Um, how you approach photography at least it, that's how it um applies to me where can people find you online i can be found on instagram okay 
mainly, I would say. Um, yeah, yeah, and we'll include your, your account in our show notes. Yeah. And, and obviously, it's on the PS Exhibitions account as of now. Yeah, Instagram, they, um, that's where I mainly post my photos. So, um, yeah, Instagram. It's K-H-U-N-F-U-P-N-D-A. Yeah, and we'll definitely include it. Subscribe. But, um, button. Yeah. <laughs> Share, oh, like, oh, save. Follow, me, follow me. That's on Instagram. You follow. <laughs> well, I'd like to thank you for joining me today for for this episode. I think it has been um, insightful and passionate, and I'd like to thank you for that. Um, yeah, so thank you. yeah, I also want to thank you for having me here because I, um, you know, again, like I said, I don't think about these questions um, a lot until I demanded them. Until, until <laughs> right now, and it's I'm not saying because these questions are not worth thinking. It's just I literally just have never been intentional about how I do photography, even though I've been doing it. Um, for a long but, time. but but yeah, but I mean, but but definitely, you know, like for me, generally, this past year has um, I've been going through a lot of changes, um, internal changes about intentions and everything. So it's it like it's 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 like perfect for me to talk about this and and think about these right now. Thank you for sharing your thoughts. Thank you for for having your photographs included in the show. I'm very honored to um, to feature them. So thank you. And I hope you continue um, to think about, yeah, about your photography. My first show. <laughs> my first show. It's my first official show. Can you count that? <laughs> I'm very happy but to yeah. have my first ever show, actually. So Yay! Uh, well, hopefully you, you can have many more. <laughs> thank you for listening. You can stay connected by following PS Exhibitions on Instagram, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts.